0: hi guys and welcome to the weekender happy saint george's day now like the vast majority of our audience i didn't know what that was either um uh, it, but apparently it's like st patrick's for england but there's no
1: drink what? There is dragons yeah there's dragons yeah yep. there's one and he got stabbed huh?
0: <laughs> yeah was that the last dragon
1: do you oh, reckon gosh. do you reckon that was the last dragon that saint george got Based on the historical document that I've watched, Lair of the White Worm, mm-hmm. I imagine it was not the last dragon. I'm pretty certain there's one more in there. Ah. it's,
2: it's just, the last... it, It's just a B tech version. Grant
1: before huge Grant was famous, by the way. Well worth. Yeah.
2: it's just a B tech version of St Patrick's Day. Really, no drinking. That's right.
0: Well i'm look i know we've only just started and i'm already deviating from the running order but i am convinced that dragons existed okay and i think the evidence for it is overwhelming okay because in all parts of the world they all had dragons okay now i know some of you scientific people that don't understand that the world is flat believe that they what they were doing is they were digging up dinosaur bones and skulls and things like that and thinking that they were dragons. But that's not the case. Because we know that when the dragons came off the ark, right, that it, <laughs> people knew what color they were. And I have never seen a colored fossil. So there you go. So the very fact that they were able right. to paint their dragons um red and green and stuff like that, suggests to me that they were surviving dinosaurs from 170 million years ago and man and dinosaur coexisted peacefully together until saint george came along and started to
3: stir up the yep Yep. it's just one of big pterodactyl type jobbies it's not called a pterodactyl but there's one that's so big that if it took off it'll fly from like australia to new york in one flight that's that's basically just a little jaunt for it that's a boeing 787 <laughs> <laughs> with feathers
0: <laughs> um on the topic of saint george's Day, Jerry, you got to to spend a little bit of time on the dystopian wars because they have the the british fleet launching
1: yeah the crown is launching um and in fact if you were paying attention earlier on today you will have seen a little video i did when i sat down with chris from war cradle to talk about it nice um oh
0: oh mm-hmm.
2: And I'm
0: really liking where this is going. I am really liking where this is going. Um, I've also seen on Facebook um, some previews of some of the the, the other fleets. Like, um, I think, is, is it the Chinese fleet um, that we're seeing some previews of uh, here and there?
2: The Chinese at the moment, yeah, the Empire. The Empire out at the moment and you've got all the jade. I just love the colour schemes that are coming out at the moment with people with their Empire fleets because yeah. you've got all of the kind of implementing the Chinese colours with the jade green and the reds and all of taking in all of the architecture as well from the Chinese buildings. It's uh, quite interesting to see. And I'm just loving seeing how people are painting this stuff up.
0: Well, if you want to learn a little bit more about it, guys, um, as Jerry said, he has an interview. Yeah. Um, just went up today on YouTube and on, on tabletop.com, so go
3: and check it out. Yeah, maybe worth taking a look because this this looks awesome.
1: Mm. Yeah, that's that's yeah. the box art for the Crown Fleet, but there's also some uh, little sneak peeks. And by little, I don't mean little. I mean <gasps> sneak peeks in that video as well. It's not, it's not this that I'm showing off right now, is no, it? No, it's not. No, because <laughs> I didn't put any of those in that article because I want people to have to go and watch the video. Yeah. To listen to me. I demand people listen to me.
2: <laughs> you will be heard, Jared. I will you will be, be heard.
1: heard. Whatever you want me or not.
0: <laughs> right. It's Friday night. The weekend has started now. Let's get stuck in. okay right to get things moving jerry it is that time it's time where the little guy becomes the enormous guy
1: it's
2: ending of the way
1: (sighs) people's eardrums have missed you warren
2: but i'll be honest it's never as good unless you're here warren like i mean we give it a go and everything but it's just never as good it's never there
1: I just
0: have a passion for for, for, for the, the esoteric. I have a passion for the, the, for the odd and for the for the little known stuff because that's where I truly believe the innovation lies. So I want to I want to see it, Jerry.
1: What do you got for me this week? We will find some little gnome stuff in here amongst other things. Uh, this week we're going to be taking a look at alternative armies, uh, mm-hmm. which is a range that I remember from my very 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 young days uh which was decades ago for for kids paying attention you used to go to leisure world up in 400 Plans ad guys and 400 <laughs> 80, they had a tiny selection this is be- before gw they had a tiny selection of war games figures and in amongst them they had these things for flintlock which looked amazing it was napoleonics but they were elves and orcs and i was always just struck by this and so from those beginnings, uh, Flintlock and Slaughterloo have moved on to become a whole world. So the world right? of Valen is uh-huh. is the, the all-encompassing world. It's, it's not just a, a what-if. Napoleonics was, was orcs and, and elves, but there's a, a, a very comprehensive world behind it now. Oh, and some, look of them, at it! some of them like our own stuff uh, in the West, follows that the line, but then there's also things like the Kitten Range, which are uh, essentially samurai slash uh, Asian cats who live on the other side of the planet and don't really where, care what we're doing currently. Where would you like to start then? Um, on, well, on that range you just mentioned? Yeah, we'd definitely start start with the, Start at the top and work our way down. It is so we're in if you the world. Clicky. We're in the world of
3: Valon. Mm, yeah, and we're in the top section because it does look like one of those sites you can get lost in. Oh, oh,
1: you can get lost here. Yes. <laughs> very much so uh but the kitten is their i think their most recent range they've released for the world of Valen. It sort of came out um last well we're gonna say last year but <laughs> it may have been the previous year uh, and awesome. as you can see there just because it's 28 mil doesn't mean it has to be small um, yeah so so there you've got a a 10 centimeter tall only giant that really to, amazing yeah to smash not just face but bodies and animals as well there's um, yeah. also a very he's, nice oriental dragon for saint george's day he's gonna own everybody where's this yeah he's gonna own everybody um if oh, you there we go. if you stand this up, one. Up, there you go yeah i really like that it's just that cool. dragon feel but throughout the range and this this is like i say the the newest and therefore i think one of the smaller ones um but there's there's packs of samurai cats uh there's Guru, <gasps> there's villagers so if you're doing <laughs> scenarios and things like that if you're playing um then you you can include those um haven't seen much in the way of uh sort of monks yet um but there is a, a quite nice set of of ronin now they've they've got um four so far i'm hoping for another three just so you can have seven Ronin samurai kittens wondering about okay the and doing this first Lord community
0: member that builds a tower army out of the Samurai <laughs> <laughs> I will adopt you. <laughs> oh, wow.
2: I love that you've waited for Ben to not be here before yeah. you put in an army of um, anthropomorphic oh, animals. Anthropomorphic. I mean, yeah. <laughs> th-
1: this entire section is either fantasy figures or dwarves dark elves, mm-hmm. goblins in a, in a, a real-world historical... Well, not a real world, but, you know, they've taken the real world and imposed it so the race <sighs> has a specific theme and feel or they're anthropomorphic animals, so there's bunnies and stuff as well. So, like, yeah, you know, it's just like the minute he was out of the door, I was like, the let's bunnies. do this. And when he's back next week, I'm going to do some, like, 10 mil historics or something. Just... To- <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, the, the Barovian line of bunnies... Is, oh, wow! Uh, is, ...is particularly cute as well as you can imagine lucky hair. oh yeah I mean the, 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 the <laughs> puns di- just keep on coming don't they <laughs> um, oh, right. and and I mean the like I say we could just spend all day just in the oh, yeah um yeah we it, could it, spend it, it, all day rabbit on on about this for sure very much so yeah
2: <laughs> see what you did there <laughs> like see what you did <laughs> don't,
1: don't rise don't take the bait um Thanks. But the, the, there's so much more to see. <laughs> However, I would say before we we wander away from the, the world of Waterloo, have a look at the Troll Nations. The Troll Nations. Troll okay. Nations. Oh, at the but, bottom.
0: Yeah, Troll Hang Nations. On. Come on. I would like to see the Dogmen as well. I'm sorry, Jerry, oh, but no, I, can't, no, I, no. I, I don't want to leave this yet. But no. But I, I, I will allow
1: Oh, I mean, are they the French, a... they look so, French, particularly, particularly chunky, um, troll sized things. But the fact that they also have cavalry oh, wow! mounted the cavalry on moose, so their cavalry are you know like 70 or 80 mil tall. They're they are just monumental. The moose the is bigger than most people's <laughs> cavalry. That's brilliant. So if you see a set of them coming towards you across the oh. battlefield. You know you would there's a moose loose about there's house <laughs> i don't think forming a square will stop that I'm just i just don't think so either <laughs> <laughs> but they're lovely characterful uh figures and, and you have uh some unusual fellas in there as well there's a lot of whimsy goes into the sculpting yeah mm-hmm.
2: It's nice to see that you've got your army's worth as well as your kind of your civilians and bits like that. It's not just that you've got yeah. to build your army; you've got a bit of everything as well.
1: A lot of the a lot of Flintlock and Slaughterloo is based on campaigning, so nice. you, you have scenarios, or you you know you have uh, civilians who need to be protected, or
4: Buffalo. camps
1: camps that should be raided, that sort of thing. I, I suppose it's a, a, a holdover from the historic gaming, which would be very much the same, where you have camp and followers on the table that often get um, if they get overrun, then you've lost if your camp goes, then your army is done for because you've you've lost all your um food and weaponry and and powder so so it's nice to see in a fantasy setting and they did look terrific, I mean yeah,
0: show me the dog man, Lloydy. will you well, please
1: uh, hold on, I'm still trolling through this section. <laughs> We've messed your puns.
4: <laughs> we have. We have. <laughs> where do I go? Enough puns. Uh, right,
1: so it's the dog it's man. The See the pug drum's gabor. No, 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 no.
0: Stop. No, no. Oh, up, oh, down. Those dogs. down. Down, down down down, <laughs> down, 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 down. Stop. Hey. Uh,
1: <laughs> I thought. I thought you meant the pug dog man.
4: There's, There's a pug? pugs
1: as well. Lloyd loves pugs. <laughs> We're we gonna do that for sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: Oh wow! Oh,
3: we're into some dog type stuff. This yeah. is
0: this is proper dog tanyon stuff now. Oh, I want it these. They're these are glorious. awesome. That is oh,
2: a German are... Shepherd with a knife and a sword. Oh. Like, I... uh, Jerry, this
0: is this is the period of uh, the Musketeers, uh, 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 is it not? well did this not fit in with that whole ECW Musketeer
1: uh, kind of uh, era? I'm going to say Musketeers are slightly before you sort of hit them. Obviously, it's it's a weird blend here so you've got yeah. people from sort of different centuries but the musketeers uh protecting the king so it came before the the uh, uh french revolution and resist but i mean there's there's it's not it's not tightly defined this isn't just 15 years in in the Napoleonic era you've got armies that sort of run the gamut across multiple sort of But if and I, and I wanted to do armies, a
0: dog tanyan I mean, kind of yeah. thing about a, a yes. dog hanging participation game oh yeah i could do it i could i could get away with this oh god yeah oh god oh, yeah. A, yeah
2: yeah i'm literally i'm sitting here laughing at the names more than anything so and it's like making, slightly making me uncomfortable seeing dogs with hands as opposed to paws. <laughs> i
1: know it, it's all working mad isn't it <laughs> that's 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 one reason ben isn't here. I suppose, cuz he, yeah. he he had hands he, he much prefers all of his anthropomorphized animals to keep their paws or wings. Uh-huh. Um, so right. I
0: need an hands. enemy. Okay. I have found the dog Tanyan army, okay? Yep. Um I need an enemy, Jerry. Who would who would make a good enemy for this for this dog Tanyan army? Well,
1: who would who would you, they if, go if, up against? If, if you want to go for the uh you see the the pugju grumsberg dog men. Uh-huh. You could go for something like that. If you want to keep the dog theme. Yeah. Well, let's get a look at those. The
2: dog eat dog world out there. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: oh,
2: <God>.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: the words of the Viceroy.
0: love them. I said, whenever, whenever the world reopens, you can come to On Tabletop and we're all going to go dogging. <laughs> <laughs> love these ones. Oh, no, here, that's, 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 uh, we,
3: this we did, is the original dogs. Yeah. yeah. These see. are the original dogs, so. But these are different than the original dogs that we've seen, so there's something different about these.
0: Got okay, so dogs. we've got, so we have the dogs of good and the dogs of evil. Then that's well, what I'm going to do. Yeah. Why
2: don't, you, I, why don't you do dogs versus cats? Because
0: it would yeah the it, woo, samurai cats versus
2: yeah yeah fair play woo, yeah that
0: will <laughs> be a mess <laughs> could, we, could, we, could, we make it, could we make it work i don't know i don't know um okay let me pick one more let, okay let lloyd pick one more what's the von rot i'm guessing it's,
1: is it some sort of rats is it or rottweilers no no the von rot are um dwarves
3: oh 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 ah. dwarves and ben isn't even here oh, ben's yeah. not here again
1: it's it's a terrible, terrible shame.
0: Ben, it? I hope you're enjoying watching this episode. <laughs> yeah,
2: I feel like you did this on purpose, just so. Big, honestly, yeah, old, yeah. didn't I didn't. <laughs> I
1: didn't. I didn't deliberately take the sci-fi one I had picked out <laughs> and put this one in in place. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know why you would have brought that up, Fred. <laughs> no, no,
2: certainly nothing like you at all, there, Jerry. Yeah. Oh, no,
1: no, <laughs> no. But again, you've got the the lovely tricorns and. I mean, there's a lot to be said for the pump and circumstance of, of that era of warfare.
0: Yeah, I love that. I'm, I'm definitely going to go uh, and explore that range. You see, the, 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 these ranges, right? This is not necessarily about you going into this and having alternative armies as your hobby. Right, yeah. you know your hobby is going to be something like bolt action or forty k or flames of war. That that's your hobby, okay. That's the thing that you're going to return to over and over again. You build out your armies and stuff like that. This is your one-off projects for your distractions, right? And this is this is something that I've really started to embrace is building, um, uh, building one-off games. And I, and I stole the idea from Jerry. Jerry was the one that introduced it to me with his uh, battle of Rorke's drift, but basically a big old box that has all the terrain in it has two armies in it. And you, you, you bring it out once a year and you get friends around and you play just something completely off the wall. And that's where these fit in perfectly for me. Is because you could take um a historical battle or some or whatever you want, and suddenly you have minis that nobody sees yes. uh, out out there. Like you know, if you can imagine, you know, uh, getting friends together or even going to a convention like Salute or something like that, and then suddenly you have like dog eats dog the <laughs> battle. You know, where do you see that? You don't, and that's and that's why this for me is is such a wonderful addition to uh, a day-to-day hobby you know just creating something that's unique it packs away in a box and you bring it out on special occasions (laughs) it's your granny's best china that's what this (laughs) is i love
3: this camel he looks like the one from the booze ad
1: (laughs) 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 weirdly we've seen him this week
2: I'm loving the mounts though because I just saw Dodos a minute ago as yeah, well when yeah. you've got pigs you
1: know, of everything. Yeah. Why so why restrict yourself to horses? I mean, rats on carpets. Day, I like that. Storm riders. Mm. Some, uh, so is that a
0: rat army or what is that? It's the old eyesight is failing me now. Oh it is. It is. It's like a rat kind of Middle Eastern kind of a thing going on there, Jerry? Is no, it? No, it says barking uh,
3: dog artillery. So there's another
0: Oh, dog. dogs. Well, Oh, well, dogs.
1: Barking dog is um is just the name they used to give to cannon because the when the Chinese oh. started oh. them, they, they also like, lots the name. Oh, oh, so that's a Chinese, men. right? Uh, no, that, I think that's Middle Eastern, but I'm not sure what the. Is it the Ottoman Empire? <laughs> this rat has got tassels. <laughs>
2: I can't unsay say that now. <laughs> I, I'm, not,
3: I'm not
4: looking.
1: <laughs> Yay, rat fans. <laughs> yeah. Who, cool. is the, who is the Ottomans? You're not telling me. Dun, 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 dun,
0: dun. Oh, it is Ottomans. Yeah.
1: Not sure what they're supposed to be. They could be some sort of...
0: They're uh, like easel. perks. What? Anyway, yeah. Oh, oh, well, there we go. Well. Right, Jerry continue the, our journey where are, you, where are you taking us next
1: um, I'm going to go for a quick stop off oh. in Ganesha games now it's actually a US site but alternative armies has several ranges that they um, cast under license in the UK so that you don't have to uh, go through all the hassle of, of getting stuff shipped and mm-hmm. there's a quite nice sci-fi and, uh, and fantasy range the sci-fi there I've been looking at because there's a game coming out called Stargrave. Not many no, people why? have heard of it.
4: No. All right. And it requires you to have
1: a a crew. And one of the options for your uh, captain slash first mate is Mystic Warrior, who can be given all sorts of uh, void swords to stab people up. And then your crew can also consist of aliens and things. And within uh, Ganesha Games' sci-fi range, you'll find light sword-wielding, fellows um Mm -hmm. you'll find space monkeys space chimps with guns you'll you know bug aliens and i just like the fact that not everything has to be humanoid there's Um, a space lion yeah that's cool yeah
2: that is very cool yeah there's a a
1: little plasmoid as well which i'm not entirely certain what it's supposed to be it looks like a little blob of gel with a gun (laughs) your man looks comfy in that chair Uh, i gotta get me one of them chairs (laughs) (laughs) i mean these are and this is a range because i'm not specifically looking for things like these Mm -hmm. i don't even know what to search for and if you don't know ganesha exists in the u.s then it's probably one that's passed a lot of people by. Um, and I, I really like space chimps. Uh, I don't know why. It's it's just fun. It's fun to have chimps in space with massive bingo wings. Yes. That's it. <laughs> he has no bingo wings. He is lower down the, uh, the list. But some of them have got mightily impressive bingo wings. They wrap themselves up at night. Oh, there's loads of them.
4: Wow.
0: Oh, it yeah. is proper planet of the apes. Oh, there's an an arachnid kind of a dude as well, I wanna see.
1: Yeah. The Archmonted. Archmonted, is that it? Is that... Mm-hmm. Yeah, it might be. Oh, he's cool.
2: He is cool. You got your real spice chimp there. Yep. Space ape troopers. <gasps>
1: He's uh, A Team Dr. Wolf. Zayas, Dr. Zayas. <laughs> yes, <can>. Yeah, Dr. <laughs> Zayas, total vibes off this guy. <laughs> yeah, again, it's nice that, um, that these are brought over from, from the US to, to sort mm-hmm. of allow us to play with here in, in UK and Europe because there's loads of companies like this out here and they're tricky to find. Yeah. Um, Get
0: that Mantoid Lloyd. Yeah, that's, man. let's see
1: him oh bug oh, I mean, guys that, that's that's excellent who's going to have one of those on their crew in star group well probably everybody knows everybody not, yeah. <laughs> so he needs more legs does need more legs should we take a look at the the fantasy offerings that they have yes please Yes. so mostly character models for the fantasy again so it's it's not a a, a rank and file or mass combat game um, mm-hmm. um, but you can see there are a few units kicking around if you want to play slightly bigger games but it's really the the sort of single figures where they they fly off um page number three is probably one warren will definitely want to see okay when, when we get there but for the time being you've got things like i'm going to say cutesy dwarven berserkers because they all look like you know whenever you put those animal hats on children yes they've all got like bear heads and stuff on but they, they just look too cute to be violent oh. <laughs> no, so, Um you'll find those on the second page the first page here we've got a lot of um halflings hobbits and the like including you know some militaristic ones
2: that is adorable
1: halflings are always adorable <laughs> very much the uh the i want three, to see page three day.
3: Oh, no. we, we, we've got hey, oh wait 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 one thing to look at look at this look
4: oh, it's wow a it's a shrew i what love
1: awesome. that he you could stick him in stargrave as well oh look yeah at his little man uh, uh,
2: bag <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's, that's where he keeps his assassiny poisons and things he's <laughs> not a man bag <laughs> uh, he's not joey <laughs> Right, so okay. page. What's on page two? Oh, page, page, page two's two. got the page two's got some uh, barbarians, fighters, and the dwarves as well. The wanna, the
0: dwarves Let's see yeah, the you know, dwarves. Go, a stop. Hat.
1: Go back up. Up, 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 up. Step there. Up. See, see the coloured splurge in the middle. Oh yeah. Here we have a, a selection of dwarves, and again, beautiful character models. Really, really nice, uh, and would add a great touch to any. <gasps> oh wow! That's great. Look how look how happy that bear is to have been killed yes. and worn as a hat. <laughs> <laughs> I have I hats like a... this for my kids. They wear these <laughs> hats. so it's like <laughs> it. It may not be the only time we see these hats in the show today, then. Just just FYI, <laughs> uh-huh. and, and again, there's a uh, Saint George's reference because there's even a dragon in or a dragon scale armored dwarf. Uh, oh yeah, uh, three down boom oh there we go
2: that's cool see, see they'd have to have existed to skin them and wear them as armor exactly
0: exactly,
1: exactly. <laughs> exactly. to everybody
0: I think I think really <laughs> what happened to them is George just chased them off the edge of the planet that, it's, it's, it's so obvious so
1: makes, makes a lot of sense <laughs> go on then page three that's where the, the so if yeah gonna get that there we go look at that gotta get me
3: some bagpipes <gasps> oh there you go the messes loves bagpipes.
0: <laughs> so do I. There's a bagpipe um, <laughs> competition that takes place down in County Wicklow every year. Um, obviously, it hasn't now for the last year, so it's. A, but I'm looking forward to getting back to it. Oh, my God, it's the Shroom Army. It's I'm a laughing, man. The whole Shroom Army, Jerry. Shroom calf. Oh, Shrooms on grasshoppers.
2: Oh, oh, I love it. These that, are brilliant.
3: That's tremendous. <laughs> oh.
2: These are fantastic.
0: I do like these guys riding road
1: on the wee bugs. Yeah. That is very cool. But if yeah. you put them in Stargrave, could be big bugs. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, things like that, that that's just a... What, what is the collective name for worms? A, a squirm of <laughs> oh, a squirm of worms. Yes, so squirm. <laughs> a squirm. He's yeah. writing a squirm there. Wouldn't the it be a, a squib of worms? Could be. Could be a squib. It's entirely up to you. Anyway. Here's Dairy as a mushroom. Yes. <laughs> <really> dairy. Dairy <laughs> <room>.
2: Uncanny. <laughs> what colour would you paint these, Warren? What colour would you go?
0: Oh, I, I would go all out with my fluorescent yeah, yeah. paints on yeah. 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 So they, they basically, they, they fluoresce. So, I would only play this army under uh, UV black light. Oh, Those
2: definitely. Just, <laughs> They're fantastic.
1: Shall we shuffle off Ganesha? No. Yes. There's still right. an awful lot to get through. We're probably not going to get through. time for
3: one more. Oh, look at this guy yes. just before we leave. Oh. <laughs> oh, that's
1: awesome.
2: That is brilliant. They definitely fit well in Stargrave. Definitely.
1: In that case, um, shall we have a look at the Iron Age? The Age of Iron. Well, not Iron Age. No. This is another sci-fi range then, yeah? Sci-fi. Uh, it comes in two flavors, 15 mil and 28 mil. Nice. Like for anybody who has that nostalgic Rogue Trader feel, this is a range for them. The The 28 mil looked like they could have stepped oh. straight out of, yes. uh, of the, uh, the Rogue Trader book.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Yep. And I just love them. Just, just for the classic old style feel to them. And yeah, that's their, seriously, their old school power, power armor there, isn't it? Yeah,
2: some nice weapons as well. They're really different.
1: Yeah, and again, for people looking for weird or wacky things, um, for the likes of Stargrave, for example, possibly having these as your crew, possibly having these as pirates who are showing up—the last vestiges of of the old order—who you know have taken their their armor and weaponry and and just gone rogue and just plunder the galaxy and knock everybody else's toys in um the the 28 mil show off this is seriously cool cool. the 15 mil range um is obviously based on the same styling but then you've got uh the vehicles and the like also come in then so you you have the little 15 mil versions but then they can uh, grow it up so you can have massive battlesuits or apcs or uh hover tanks that sort of thing
0: see the mind boggles with this one right I, i'm looking at this jerry and uh i'm already uh, uh thinking you know uh, ancient lost early proto space marine army hmm. you know that uh, that, that has uh, that has been rediscovered or has dropped out of the warp somewhere and uh, <clears throat> is now is now fighting its uh, fighting its way back to, to Terra. Um, yeah. you could do something really extraordinary with this, or you know, some obscure planet where you know they're they're just so far mm-hmm. behind, you know, in, in terms of you know the the armor patterns and, uh, and the likes. Oh, I love this. Yeah, that yeah. would be yeah. the, the perspective the, of doing like yeah. an alternative to what you would normally see.
1: They have there's other ranges from other companies that they they do in 15 mil as well for Um, Mm sci-fi so you can sort of combine and change things up but again you still have that as you see there some sort of space emu being written as cavalry um there's also weird and wacky things just like uh sort of entertainers so you got like a Mm -hmm. a, a rock band in a a cyberpunk slash classic 80s 2000 ad feel so You know, it's a lived in universe. And Mm. there's there's a whole host of games that uh alternative armies sort of sell and support for the various things they sell. So um there's there's the Ion Age, there's Flintlock, Slaughterloo, uh Song of Blades and Heroes. I think they do stuff for that. So all of the ranges that are in here, there's also games that people may not be aware of, sort of attached Mm -hmm. to them and, and they have a lot of them as digital downloads as well. But you can you can sort of go nuts. And those big I mean those are proper mecha battle suits. yeah you know, that that's not just somebody who's slightly bigger than his friends around him with bulkier shoulders that if yeah. you if you meet one of those walkers coming your way you know oh, yeah. a walker
2: you can see how big they oh my god yeah.
1: so it's and at that point if you were to put that in with a bunch of 28 mil figures as a big robot uh stumpy robot then it probably wouldn't be far off. imagine that's probably on a 30 mil, maybe 40 mil base. So mm-hmm. so just because something says it's 15 doesn't mean it has to be 15, and especially yeah. when you've got that going on where there's no detailing that defines what scale it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, just having a bunch of random robots shooting your friends up uh, yeah. could be good for, for fun and games. Love
0: it. Mm. Right. That's your lot. That is your India of the Week. Next up, time for some news. Coming to you from the center of northwestern Europe. Covering board games, war games, card games, and all that you love. It's the news. <laughs>
1: all right, then. So, first up on the news this week, we have Merck's news. So, the rebirth of mercs from fifth angel studios is continuing a pace which is delightful And i know mm. this is a weird one because uh I, I think like a week before they announced that they were taking this on and, and uh bringing the game back little uh Benjamino once again had actually be going you know what i miss i miss mercs <laughs> that <was> a- really <laughs> shouldn't have died <laughs> yeah oh it was just like if if you could bring it in, like, <laughs> <very> <laughs> peculiar. so it was, uh, it was way last year though they started teasing this wasn't it yeah so last year they they announced that uh fifth angel studios had been formed it is a two-man operation uh, uh-huh. one guy doing all the creative side and the other guy doing uh essentially all the the nuts and bolts um, so they have another uh, three I, to go then yeah uh, yeah yeah uh. okay um and they, so,
0: um, well, there's four of us. Why don't we? Why, why don't we just like uh, we'll, we'll throw our hats in and see which of us three or which of us four they did. They pick three, and then there'll be the five angels, and we'll, we'll be there.
1: Destiny Angel Harmony. <laughs> <laughs> um, but what they they did last year was they announced they were coming. They announced their plans for this year, which was in the first quarter to uh, get the stocks that they have um, bought when they got the license up on a web store, so people could keep buying. Uh, then moving into the second quarter, they would then start to do uh, a sort of a revamp of the rules. And that's what they're, they've hit now. So the, the web store is up and running. It's not the full range, although they do say they have all of the molds and tooling that was made. But with the way they're set out at the moment, they need to get money in before they can start recasting yeah. and, and doing new stuff. So uh, there's a lot going on, um, which is nice. The the big news is though that they are doing this 2.5 version of the rules, and they're looking for play testers to jump in and give them a hand. Uh, mm-hmm. So not just people who are current <laughs> players of the last edition. <laughs> yeah, <they're still laughs> <gonna> fish, <yeah.
0: laughs> basically, need to be a fishmonger
3: or a wine drinker. <laughs> these guys, are, they forget rating cakes.
1: These guys are going to rate shrimp. <laughs> 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 okay. There's a lot to be said for sushi. Um, <laughs> You, throw me a complete curveball. <laughs> you can get involved uh, and actually join in. Now the, the living rule book is, is sort of an idea to get people going again, but they're also looking for feedback from people who didn't play Mercs before, uh, which is one of the reasons why it's up there, because they don't want to make something that just appeals to the old guard. And then new players find it as sort of a, a barrier to entry. They want yeah. to make sure that it's a game that works for anybody, whether you're going to be coming new into it or, uh, or, or already. An existing player so they've done things like they've got the rata folded in from second edition um which came courtesy of a community member who happened to have it all downloaded from the old forum before it got nuked brilliant um yeah. they're working on the scenarios they want people to start playing those out they have a, a fairly detailed guide of where what this currently looks like so they do say things like this isn't great looks wise it won't be until uh, i think they're planning on possibly kickstarter for a the third edition proper in a printed format. So it's a basic set of rules, but they are working to get the cards and assets done. So they're all available well, to download. When
3: you say basic set, then it's not that the rules are basic. You mean the layout of the rules? The layout's is basic.
1: basic. Yeah, none of the visuals or any of the singing and dancing bits are going to be done to it. um But what they do want to do is make sure they have a solid rule set that works before they get to that point where they need to launch it. um So they have. The, the mission cards and stuff look quite nice as well for people to download. So the, the work on the components that you need to play has been done where yeah. you don't need a rule book to look pretty to be a set of rules. You just need them to, to well, work. Here's, here's where I'm at with this,
0: Jerry. And I, I think I'm still being consistent with with my my belief in games. World but, view. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, my, my, I, I, I believe I'm consistent, but I don't I, – if I was launching a game now – Mm-hmm. I think I would just stick with the living rulebook format and just have the rule book well presented online and uh, constantly up to date. I, I don't think yeah. you need to go to print. You want know, some, um...
1: I have to say I am a big lover of print because I find trying to read stuff online is terrible and I would print it out even if it existed, but I know what you mean. Now it, I, I believe the plan is to keep it as a living rule book anyway, mm-hmm. but, but a print version Um, will be coming for people who like me can't use a Kindle Um,
2: but you're the tech guy
1: I am the tech guy (laughs) I have a a Kindle, I used it as a wet palette at one stage
0: So <laughs> you know, I, I've, I've at two things that I would say to any, um, any new startup company that's, uh, that, that's taken over an IP, um, one is, um, maybe it's time to embrace the living rule book fully, you know, and just mm. go for it. Just commit yourself to doing a, a, a rule set and bring it to life. In other well, words, though. like uh, the, the whole purpose of a, a living rule, book is it, is it does react? It does grow. It does shrink. It does change. It does Perfect. improve.
3: I think, just we're, embrace it. I think we're close to the living rule book, as in we're getting close to the point where people have devices on hand enough to just be able to have one sitting and not specifically go out of their way to think, oh, I must pack this device to do My that. second piece but, of advice? Well, I think it should be I think it should be HTML based rather than PDF based. in that way yes, I it agree. literally is up to date every time you go on rather than sitting downloading. Mm-hmm.
0: I agree. I agree. Just, you know, there's, there's loads of publishing software out there now. You could do a beautiful living real book. I, I might have a go at that, actually. But my second piece of advice for any, comp- any new startup company that takes over an old game, be ambitious with the rules. Be ambitious. Don't play necessarily to the, to the old crowd. Do what you want to do as creators because that is... Is where your innovation will come from and if it, it and if it's good it will fly and if it doesn't it won't that's just you know, and, and that's just the way of it but believe me play into uh, an existing crowd and remember the the chances are not for all ips but the chances are for for that ip that an existing crowd wasn't big enough and supportive enough to keep it live in the first place Playing to that existing crowd is is not going to um, uh, create some, uh, create enough change and enough innovation for for you to create something truly remarkable. So be ambitious. Don't be afraid. Just go for it and and, and show us show us your best. Show us what you believe in. Because again, you know, i um, I've seen it time and time again, Jerry, where you know, old IPs have been resurrected and the people that are least appreciative of the effort are are the ones that played it before. And it's uh, it's like, what are you on? You know, be ambitious. Your old games still exist. You probably have it sitting on your shelf. Yeah. Do something, do something remarkable. Do something remarkable. And I would like to see that with Mercs. I would like to see them do something remarkable with it because it is, it, it has some great sculpts, um, it, you know, it has some great background opportunities. There's some really interesting avenues that, that uh, a concept like Mercs can go down. Um, and I, I'm just, I want to see what, uh, well, what these creators can do.
1: I'm, you know, your area, i you're a small company. Four. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I know they they said one of the things that they're they're doing right off the bat is to make it more scenario focused. These are supposed to be the the sort of black ops wet work teams of of mega corporations. Yeah. And so they're sent in to do scenarios. They're not sent in to just run against each other in the middle of the board. And so they mm-hmm. want to get away with the idea that you can win a game just by running at each other and throwing dice and hoping for the best. So ta- I think they want to bring more of the tactics and strategy ah. into the game that should. You know, be at the grassroots of it, so it'll be fascinating to see where they go. Um, and at the moment, they need people to to jump in and tell them uh, and oh, help or... them out and, and see see exactly what they can do with it. Okay, what's next? Next up, there's a kitty cat. Uh, Warlord okay. Games have oh, that have kind of kitty cat. A, <laughs> uh, a hunting tiger uh, for bold action. Oh. So another artillery. Uh, Coolab and Warlord are releasing the, I want to say it's the biggest, I'm pretty sure it's the biggest armoured fighting vehicle that uh, actually saw action in World Mm -hmm. War II. Now, I know there were bigger ones designed and there were a couple even concepted and half-built, but they never actually fought, whereas the Ag-Tiger actually got a run out um and did a fierce amount of damage before they broke down or ran out of fuel in various places um
0: Ooh. so this, this this is the mega stug yeah. it truly is the mega stug i love this
1: oh. does this mean it's going to be plastic it is a plastic kit yeah nice now a few people have been have been wondering uh in a lot of cases when companies do the the jagd tiger they take the tiger two. Chassis and then just change the upper hull, which is not right. Um, they look similar; they were based on a similar design, but the the tiger was bigger by about three meters. So in mm-hmm. twenty-eight mil, that's about five centimeters, six centimeters difference. So it, it shouldn't just be a King Tiger; it should be oh. bigger than the King. Um, Heel to the King, baby. Yes, mm-hmm. uh, we've yet to see. It looks superficially like it might actually be larger. But we'll have to wait it's until huge. the kit's actually out for people to, to take a look at it. Game-wise, it's it's going to ruin so much hobby. <laughs> people, <laughs> people put it on the table. It's a slab of armour at the front. <laughs> like you would it, it's like a driving pillbox, except most of them didn't have enough fuel to drive. Uh, and game-wise, that uh, uh, big gun, the 128mm that it rocked, um, suffers no... Reduction in effect over range, like other guns in bolt action, where things are too far away, and so you run out of pace when you hit them, uh, that will just put holes in everything. um And because could, it's so, it's be interesting, it's so late war that it might be useful for Conflict Forty Seven as well. Then, oh yeah, oh I imagine Conflict uh, is probably a, a great shout for it because at that point there are at least things that can look at it and take it on. Whereas I imagine most people will look at it and just cry like, into their. <laughs> i tell you nice, what, salty tears.
0: My first ever tournament mm-hmm. was a grand tournament in Flames of War, right? And I had my, my beautiful Stug army in already. And I went to that tournament and I faced off against these things. Mm. And they were enormous. In Flames of War terms, they were enormous. Yeah. So they were sitting there. And I was absolutely green with envy. I have never felt so inadequate since the boys' showers at high school I'm telling you, I, 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 I imagine, just, yeah. I, I just thought to myself, uh, I'm just not good enough. I, I, I need oh, these big ass tanks in my army.
1: I'm so I did. Say, yeah, it's, it is, it's filth. <laughs> it's filth. I, I have, I have five for Flames of War. Ah! <laughs> I can't feel them. I mean, they're ridiculously expensive, and likewise, they are. I imagine this will be a big point sink for any bull Action player. So if these are sitting opposite you or one of these sitting opposite you chances are most of his infantry are terrible and should be able to run off in close close order uh and then just but stick, you won't care to the side because
0: or... you will be so focused on that Yag tiger mm. that he will defeat you with little conscripts of rubbish farmers that's what it's there for. It's a big. I painted gold, Jerry. I'd, <laughs> just like, like a really
1: super chrome, like really yes.
0: high I, I would go for a proper chrome jag tiger. to Brilliant. Completely dazzle my opponent. He'd be so focused on that, he'll not see the little bunny rabbit men that have uh, that have bought alternative <laughs> armies that'll be coming in
1: on the flanks. So yeah, it's, it's that's how you deal with them bunny man right (laughs) what's next
2: aeg have been releasing some really diverse games at the minute so a couple of weeks ago i spoke about cubitos um and this week i want to talk to you about a new board game that's coming out in august called Whirling witchcraft so on the front of the cover it shows witches lurking around a cauldron and the goal is for the players to concoct an assortment of like spooky brews and magical ingredients so I was sad because I do play a lot of board games on my own I was sad that there's no solo mode but because this is designed to like two to five players working simultaneously I might as well be working solo but in a devastating panic so <laughs> it, it really is like incorporated and mixed in. oh yeah there's other people on the table so uh-huh. when players start they're given like recipe cards to create concoctions on their workbench so you get potions like vortex potion or Walty brews but the player's workspace is limited so you're only allowed a certain amount of items on there at a time so you're going to have to take one recipe at a time so realistically players want to clear off their workbench and overpl- overflow the person next to you mm-hmm. so you complete your recipe pass it over to the right and if they can't fit it goes into the middle which is the witch's circle which is where you want So, once you've got all five ingredients in the Witchy Circle, you have won the game. But if you don't, if you do want to finish the game in like a relay and not want the game to be over, just when one person's win, you can give your card to someone else when you've done that. Mm -hmm. But um, there's a bunch of personality cards, which Lloyd just showed there, and it gives players like abilities. Uh, to using the game such as swapping out different ingredients when you don't have them discarding bits like that so you can gain a bit of an advantage so this game's from AEG as I said it's out in summer um August to be exact so I am really looking forward to picking up like another whimsical game and another tempting game from AEG for me to be honest
1: it does look fascinating especially the fact that there's no turn as such it's yeah. all simultaneous play simultaneous yeah so so uh, you know, is it going to end up like Snap, where people are throwing cards, the center, <laughs> trying to get the thing and push it the oh. yeah.
3: So it's like Bake
1: Off for witches then? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Great big
0: British
2: witch off. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and, and there's absolutely no order or structure to it, so it's perfect for kids. Exactly. So, <laughs> That's <laughs> what you want. Just- just have at it, children. Yeah, go, go. go.
2: <laughs> but I do. I, I, the, what I do love about that is literally the fact, as I said, I am a solo board gamer and I love games that I can play solo. And with this, it, it is like working solo, but in a panic. It's like, okay, I need to get my stuff done. There you go. Right, my problem. And obviously, you're aiming for one goal, but you forget that everybody else is doing the exact same thing at the same time. So your strategy goes out the window. So I'm really looking forward to this one mm-hmm. and it is going to be quite good
1: nice Mm nice organized chaos that's what (laughs) we like to see (laughs) definitely jerry yes (laughs) i think we're going big again aren't we mate we are going big big. we're going very very big in a very very small way Mm -hmm. uh manta games have got the pre-orders up for the next wave for armada which is going down a storm Oh, see what I did there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so shipping in May. Uh whatever floats your boat, Jerry. The XL <laughs> ships are coming. So they're huge. Um one for each of the, the current four fleets. <laughs> and these things are based, I think they're roughly 13 centimeters long-ish. Uh ah. so, so dwarfing most of the other vessels that people's fleets have got already. Uh most of them will come with two sets of cards. So you'll either get or you, well, you won't either, you'll get both a standard loadout for the ship, so for example that's the monolith, but then there's also a, a sort of a named character version of the ship, so for that it would be Shobik's Wrath, and they come with additional special rules and slightly upgraded um, crews and the like but for a, bit, a few more points the Orc Ripper Hulk uh, also gets the Maul card, and the Baselian Dictator comes with Hegemony's Wrath, so these are ships from the fleets that are famous in a, in a sort of a HMS victory kind of way, uh, mm-hmm. that are famed across the, the oceans of Panathor. Um, the dwarves don't, weirdly. They do get a big ship, uh, which isn't pictured there, but it's the dreadnought. But they've already got a named legendary vessel, which is one of their smaller sort of mainline battleships. So, so they're not making every fleet play in exactly the same way. Mm-hmm. You won't always see every ship is this plus this all the fleets they've, they've mixed it up a bit so they've made the the big ships available but where things like rare ships and, and items and stuff come in changes uh, in amongst the fleets and armada is going great guns for them at the moment uh, it, a, a lot of people seem to have jumped on it it's a strange strange thing that sort of naval historic gaming has been uh, overshadowed for a while and, and all of a sudden seems to be uh I suppose running the running the race. Everybody seems to be jumping on board for it, so it's uh, a really good rule. Hey, on board! Yeah. Oh, and I've made that container. one. <laughs> I picked that up. I I'm, away. I'm, try, I'm trying to be good. I'm try, I am trying to be good. you like a little kid, Jared. <laughs> uh, yeah. So it's fantastic stuff coming from Mantic for Armada and. Uh, at the end of Mantic Fest uh, two weeks ago, they previewed a couple of the upcoming uh, things that will be will be the next fleets. So, uh, the Twilight Kin, which is a, a degenerate race of elves and nightmares given form, will be the, one of the next fleets coming out. Uh, and then uh, elves have also been shown. So, we're going to get those with a flyer supplement later on. But uh, for the time being, the people who are are playing with the the current fleets. They've uh, some new behemoths that they can try and float and and get their opponents with. Fantastic. fantastic. Yeah, very, very cool indeed. What's next, guys?
2: Fans of the Legends of the Five Rings universe are going to be happy to return to the land of Rokugan through their eyes of their own character in a new role-playing game books from Fantasy Flight Games this time. So there are two new books that are available in retail and right now as well, so you can go out and get them. So you've got the new Field of Victory book. So it gives you three chapters of lore, story, getting you completely immersed into situations and hardships and the ongoing Rokugan. Uh, You can get an insight into the the lying clan as well and what they're all about and a first-hand perspective of the battle on behalf from where they see it so i love that you've got a perspective view in um in that one and it gives you all you need to know to get started and learning the ropes of the rules as well so you get your tools your strategy um helping you out before you actually embark on your adventure and it's going to aid you in building your own character as well so as you're rolling to like one of 10 schools you get to choose your alliance and get put front and centre in the action so the second of the books is blood of the lioness um, as i would say I'd start with fields of victory because that's going to be the one to read first but here you've got the training zone and you go straight into the wars first hand heading out into a newer battlefield in the snow and you get highly detailed double-sided map in this as well as lots of tokens to benefit you yeah. in journey but by the looks of it getting into um legends of five rings isn't been easier and if you are looking for somewhere to start it would be here that is your jumping point and especially as they're available now so you can go and grab them
1: there you it's go nice to see those especially the the guide to warfare the fields mm-hmm. of victory because so much of the legend of the five rings is based around these these clans and houses and they're sort of vying for the empire so having the ability to actually play out sort of warfare yeah and mm-hmm. an rpg is tricky because generally people are playing you know a single figure and there's not much you can do when there's a, a battle of hundreds or thousands going on so out of control giving giving a a sort of a a background and and way that people can engage in that uh, in whatever form, whether they're they're commanders or whatever it happens to be, uh, should open up whole new avenues for people who are wanting to murder their way through again. I want to see how they do that. And because it's just occurred to me,
0: I have never role-played a battle. Yeah. That that would be an extraordinary thing to do, uh,
1: primarily because I have no idea how it would be done. Exactly. Yeah, so yeah. It'd, it'd be fascinating to see. I imagine um, that they've taken some sort of cues from the the likes of their previous card games and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So may, maybe yeah. they're they're working on the the principle that you are in charge of specific elements of the army with you and your friends, rather than actually being fighting in the line. I don't mm-hmm. really know. I don't yeah. Think. So, but yeah, it'll be fascinating to see how they do it. Definitely.
0: Okay, next up we have um, some terrain from
1: the guys at Foreground. Yeah, the first of a little double dip uh, into Foreground's world. Uh, They have shown off a set of Anglo-Saxon buildings, so these are uh, crook buildings crook or crooked or hooked depending on what part of the country you're from uh, mm-hmm. and these come from sort of late anglo-saxon period and still exist today in some places in england uh, you can see these very ancient looking buildings so ideal for people playing things like saga for example or uh, if you want to get into into the Christ- <laughs> into baron wars later on yeah. so <laughs> Baron wars is very popular at the moment um it just adds a bit more variety so you're not just seeing the same timber a-frame buildings yes that you see uh you've got these these sort of more interesting uh shaped cottages and as always they they've got the um, pre-primed colors so you can get mm-hmm. them on the tabletop very quickly uh five teddy bears were murdered to get those buildings but that's fine good I, i'm glad uh, to hear it okay with that <laughs> Uh, and yeah, it's they're they're on their way. So these are the initial previews. So we're not sure the exact launch date yet, but great way of dressing up your table. And if you do want to use them for later periods, like English Civil War or like mm. modern day, you know, even into World War Two, you can do that just by heavily weathering them down, make them look really aged. Uh, I believe these buildings were mostly English. But a few have been found in places like uh, Belgium, Flanders, parts of France. So if you're doing stuff on the continent as well, they're not beyond the realms. Um, if you're playing fantasy, go nuts. You know, you can throw those on there. So it's it's nice to see uh, some new buildings from the guys at Foreground. 28 mil then. 28 mil, yeah. Sweet. Happy days. Poser scale, as they say. <laughs> um,
0: I saw this week on Facebook... Um, A kind of like a steampunk flying-y boat thing mm, from Foreground.
1: Right. Um, I don't suppose you guys have anything on that? Oh, we do, we do, we do. Uh, so as part of Foreground's collaboration with the uh, independent um, designers, I was going to say mm-hmm. sculptors, but designers, uh, things from the basement, have released uh, a couple of these Victorian sci-fi flying boats and uh, this week Foreground have actually shown off uh, their initial test print test. Wow. Uh, So these pictures, the colored pictures are from things from the basement from uh, York over in the States. And and these are absolutely terrific. Again, 28 mil. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That beast is almost half a meter long
2: you just said four different genres so you've had victorian sci-fi flying boats it just keeps going it really does
1: you you can't go wrong with any of this (laughs) um so so yeah so the the flying boat that victorian sci-fi is a whole little subgenre of its own um we've got a few community members who are fans of it brilliant um um, just being able to to put these gunboats on the tabletop um is just magical in itself if you want to go to mars and give them some payback for that whole invasion nonsense that they tried with us then that's one way of doing it but i would think they also would look fantastic docked or moored above tables for things like uh twisted by demented games or um Volsung uh or wild west exodus um Things like that, where you you have that steampunky weird element, mm-hmm. and having these sort of more just even as a bit of scenery, even if you're not going to play games on them, uh, you can play across them, and I just love the idea of being able to jump from one building onto a flying boat, and then from that onto a lower building in a harbour somewhere mm-hmm. as you go about it. So these are a mix of um, HDF and 3D printed resin guns. Mm-hmm. Uh, there you can see that uncolored one is the the foreground pre-primed version mm-hmm. uh so they're, they're a terrific looking set of of well, i was going to say miniatures but at half a meter long is it a miniature um so the aphid class is is one of i think it's one of two that uh things from the basement have done so i imagine we may see the, the second one come from foreground as well but it's just such a unique thing uh and it's nice to see victoriana getting a bit of a dust off and a fly about queen victoria yes that's uh was
0: queen victoria queen during the great war
1: no i think she'd passed away and uh it was oh i'm gonna say edward but i don't think it is edward i think victoria passed away before then it was Uh, the king of england yeah
0: (laughs) it was it was was king and country wasn't it back then yeah them. um so we basically want to know who was king in 1914
1: i, th- I think it was an edward but don't hold me to that because i'm not great an edward royalty there have been quite a few of them it was george the oh i was so close <laughs> probably who knows
0: he spawned edward did he not? but anyway it yeah, was so george the um okay no the, the the reason i'm asking is is what the one of the games that I love um, is it was originally concepted by some of uh, friends of uh, of our own, mm-hmm. and that's Mythos. Okay, mm-hmm. um, now I know Mythos is o- owned by uh, our, our superiors up there, but I've always really liked it because it has the touch of the all of the Cthulhu esque yeah. kind of stuff mm-hmm. going on about it, right? But it takes place just after the Great War, so I was wondering. If a couple of these antique flying boats or something could maybe work their way
1: um, a, into a scenario on that. So, God, yeah. I mean, I'm going to think about naval vessels are expensive and you don't want to replace them if you don't have to replace them. Yeah, there, there are things in service today were built before the Second World War. You know that's which, true they're just mm-hmm. being mm-hmm. retrofitted or guns upgraded so you know if you've got a flying boat and you've got an opponent who needs to be showing what for then tally ho chat
0: <laughs> oh hi thank you jerry that'll do so it's flying boat versus giant enemy crab mm-hmm. i'm in heaven
1: <laughs> right way to go um i think we have time for one more so lastly we have eldfall chronicles um So the guys at Free Company, uh, we had a look at at their upcoming Kickstarter end of last year and early this year. They had a look at some of the the teasers and uh, 3D renders that they've been showing off. But we've been waiting on a date for them actually to launch. And we now have it. So it's officially going to be hitting Kickstarter on the 18th of May. Mm -hmm. Uh, And along with this news, they also showed off some of the prototypes and previews um, sort of in full. So the The game itself is a fantasy skirmish game. Uh, there's four factions in it, along with some big stumpy creatures, and each of the factions has a very um, specific theme. They are fantasy races. You've got the elves and the like, but they have a, a Asian aesthetic behind them, um, mm-hmm. and I mean that looks very Final Fantasy esque. So yeah. that's the uh, the Hunters Guild, I believe. Um, but yeah, they've they've shown off the the sort of the twelve core. Um, models for the the game itself and they've even had a few of them printed out and painted up so we've finally seen the the physical versions of these renders as well and they do look absolutely superb a lot of people have been sort of blown away by the the rip they're taking and the ideas they're developing behind the game because I, I believe they're all um uh history students of one type or another and so they're they're trying to bring that focus and real world attention to detail into their game and their world Uh, and as you can see here these are the initial prototypes painted up so that's the uh i believe the guild of hunters facing off against uh citadel guard i
2: think nice
1: i want to say so there's four four
2: factions factions. four Four factions factions. yeah. yeah
1: yeah so this is just two so on the left the three uh citadel guard members are there and then the right three are guild of hunters or hunter's guild uh, and it shows that the, the miniatures themselves have captured that detail absolutely superbly uh so that we're not just there's always a, an issue when you see a render you 're going, will they actually get on the tabletop in a similar fashion uh and it shows that the the sculpting and the uh the tooling they're working towards seems to be spot on for holding the detail fine yeah yeah, yep um, guys there are also uh running a discord server, so there's a um, discord on their website or rather if you go to their website you'll get linked to the discord server and they've got uh, the beta rules currently on there as well um they've been playtesting those sort of extensively for the past three or four months now uh, and they're very engaging i mean if if you want to talk to any of the guys responsible f- from free company they're on there daily uh, as they're trying to so, iron out all the wrinkles before they actually hit kickstarter
3: when you when you say the rules are up there you mean the rules are on discord yeah so you so, follow
1: this link yep. if you follow that link if you hit the email to oh no that's twitter yeah, get well no that's fine uh, if you, discord uh, huh. it's there's a link in the article if you oh. if you go to the email address but you can sign up there Better um enough. but if you go to Ah, oh,
2: nice.
1: uh, here we go yeah
2: some beautiful so artwork as well yeah mm-hmm.
1: uh, everything i've seen for it so far really is really striking it does have very much uh, an, a japanese rpg thing mm. i suppose if you think of it like that it has that sort of final fantasy aesthetic behind it yeah. um along with what looks like some some very interesting rules and uh, some absolutely stunning miniatures so it's it's one that we've been keeping an eye on since sort of last December. And it's nice to see that they they finally are, are in a position to hit uh, in what, two weeks' time, three weeks' time. They'll be going to Kickstarter. I imagine this will do very, very well.
0: Okay, guys, right. 3D printing world. Jerry? Yes. What, if, uh, what have we got this week to 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 shiny syndrome everybody with one of these fine devices at home
1: well uh westphalia who i'm a, a bit of a fan Ooh. of it has to be said has Ooh. been running a little patreon could this
3: be it could this be you dragged into 3d printing here? No. oh is no, it no, it's, it's actually no? not no no, no.
1: <laughs> it's it's good. good
3: but not that good yet. <laughs> the <tech thing> of <laughs> he the studio.
1: sells them I don't. I don't have to print or anything. I just give him extra money, and you'll send me the physical thing. <laughs> why would I? Why would I? Why would I? However, um, yeah, he's been running the the one gold piece now. If you're into fantasy and you're into three D printing and you're not part of this patron, I'm going to say there's something wrong with you. For one okay. very good reason, it costs one dollar a month. That's why it's got right. one gold piece. Amazing. Now, there's there's tax on top of that, so it's like $1.20 or $1.16. So it works out uh-huh. at 90p. But that is it. It is just every month a dollar. And I've seen stuff from other patrons at like $15, $16, $20 yeah. a month where they're only getting this sort of level of stuff out of it. So, um, so yeah, really, you need to be on board this one. It is, a, it is a fantasy feel. Um, yeah. And hold it's, on it's, let's go back that's a
3: jerry photo right there
0: that's <laughs> again that's a jerry I, trying to take a
1: lloyd photo <laughs> i see no problem with that photo um the stuff that's been coming out from here it started with his halflings and the halflings came out mm-hmm. um with little sort of stories behind them and then the dwarves got added or the dwarf lorians oh, wow um, that's cool there is not lara croft
2: Yeah, that's definitely Lara Croft.
1: Yeah, there's little Indiana Jones as well. (gasps) And they're just, they're beautiful little character models or character full models. For example, there's a set of feral uh, there's a set of feral Ewoks.
2: They're great. Sorry,
1: feral halflings who are wearing Ewoks' hats. Where Mm -hmm. can I be going to see more of this stuff? Oh, that's cool. Yeah, the the not stormtroopers, the (gasps) fantasy for a dark white lord, and they come with helmets or with skulls. That's brilliant. And I mean, why would you not own them? why would these not be in your life? Uh yeah. Um so I have some links here. There there Let are some links here. Yeah, you may find more of the stuff on the, the Patreon because okay. what's happened is the My Mini Factory only started last month and so it's mm-hmm. gonna be running behind so that it won't have a comprehensive stuff, but ah, it is yeah. I'm finally on My Mini Factory so people can go there and see oh, what's okay. about, including some Ooh. nice look at this. Um it keeps teasing me with all these blurred photos i could, <laughs> I could probably give you a login for that <laughs> <laughs> i've been backing this from day one just to keep him going just to make sure that he can produce actual physical models for me i've not <laughs> i've not done anything with it <laughs> um, yeah. but, but yeah, we'll, not, so, we'll not do that because we would just we'd so there's so there not conan and not you uh-huh. and and not a giant snake or uh, you know standard looks like this so go to the other website if you, there, you're yeah, out, if you go what? to my mini factory um is mm-hmm. is more stl stuff and then westphalia is actually starting to sell physical versions to people like me wow. 3d printing
4: mm-hmm.
1: um but you can see there there's a mix of stuff so even things like little uh... hobbit holes which are just flat little Hobbit holes, and then you just get a bit of foam shape it into a hill stick the the hobbit hole on the front and Look sh- halfling terrain yeah um, which i just think is is great because well, I've got quite a large halfling army and absolutely no terrain for them. So it's probably about time I rectify that.
2: They're brilliant.
1: Yeah. They're really nice. I mean, it's, it's things like that. Uh, it's sort of becoming all encompassing when he, when he started doing the, the original sort of halfling stuff. It was uh, a group of civilians and then a little story as uh, of these poor halflings who had been attacked by a werewolf, mm-hmm. um, and then had accidentally become werewolves um so that was our first couple of months but after that it's sort of grown so we have tulsa doom and 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 friends there in a conan-esque way Uh, and it is just i think things that amuse him yeah pop culture things that he enjoys so you, you have your stereotypical rogues rangers and paladins um which you can you can use for any sort of fantasy adventure, but then you get things like the undead stormtrooper-looking um, skellybobs, mm-hmm. or or the Mandalorian dwarves um, jetpacking around the place as well. So you know, oh, where can I it over here? They're they're not like I say because the mine manufacturers only just started and it's just starting oh. to transport the stuff across. It will be a mm-hmm. month or two before they appear, but they've all got like beer keg barrels as their jetpacks on their backs, um, and those terrific-looking Mandalorian style. Uh, helmet so you can just sit there and go this is the way as you shoot your opponent to death death from <laughs> above who would have it's thought dwarves gorgeous. would be yeah. so flying
2: no, i don't think we've ever looked at dwarves so much on the show let alone on no, ben's no, here yeah, like yeah, no. <laughs> yeah,
0: terrible, and this actually? is where this is where you can buy the, so the actual 3d prints themselves yeah, so printed yeah, so for you if,
1: if you're not a um a prince (gasps) kind of guy then you can just come here and pick up uh the the miniatures again this is not the comprehensive range that's on the patron um but it will slowly feed through here over time so you'll you'll see these sort of grow and and build from there and it's really nice i mean the halfling pirate the 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 uh the one gold piece tester himself uh, brilliant it's just a gorgeous little figure i just saw the plan on using him or not
2: I just saw the Indiana Jones one down there. That was very cool.
1: Yeah. Oh, and indy sweet, sweet like candy. Where is uh, Andy?
2: Keep going there. Oh, there
1: he yeah. is. Mm-hmm. Beside Lara. Or sorry, Laurie. Sure it is sure.
0: Shire Jones. Shire I mean, Jones.
1: It's, it's just an exceptionally large amount of tiny fighting tiny men. But yeah. Um, to, to play about with. I mean, even if somebody was going to use them badly in D and D, um then that's still a way that they can go. Uh, that, that's where it started, the halfling militia. Um, so there's a set of, I think, five or six halfling militia men. And they all look like just peasants. They, these are the ones who hear the breakout from the jail and discover there's a a, a were-halfling attacking everybody. And, yeah. You know, at that point, go nuts, people. Just go nuts.
0: Love it. Love but, it. Yeah. Right, and check out Westphalia, guys. Um, uh, at WestphaliaMiniatures.com, they have a Patreon called One Gold Piece and my mini factory at uh, One Gold Piece as well. Um, I'm, I am loving these. I am absolutely loving these.
3: Did you win one of our prizes? Find out on our prize claim center over at ontabletop.com. Here we list all our previous prizes and those who have won. If you see your username, fill out the form to claim your prize. All prizes must be claimed within 30 days.
0: We finish up with a couple of
1: Kickstarters. Jerry. what have you picked for us this week? So we're starting off this week with some more 3D printing. How unusual of me, huh? Ooh. And we're looking at the Holy Roman Empire, um, which is given a fantasy twist uh, from the peculiar companions at Joy Games Interactive. So anybody who's missing the old world, or anybody who's continued living the old world through the medium of something like the ninth age or Kings of war, this has got it all. Um, Oh, you doing videos actually showing off the models and stuff. Oh yeah. It's, it's, it's a whole whole world, all of clever. Blender Lloyd. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just knew it was a video. That's where my uh, technology. It's it's interesting how
3: accessible in. the three D side of things has become for people because, like, mm. he's doing these awesome minis, and I assume then because he's shown them off from Blender, he's modeled them in Blender, which is a free program. Anybody can yeah. go and get it. Brilliant! Wow, the day, the future. We live in the future. It's amazing. We are living <laughs> in yeah, the okay. future. Is now mm-hmm. old man.
1: Is that yeah. <laughs> uh, <I> remain unconvinced. <laughs> However, this uh, this project is to fund the uh, the. Holy Roman Empire, Imperial Army. So anybody who had Empire for for Mm Warhammer knows what the crack is here. Now it's an interesting blend of historic and the fantasy-esque. So you have things like the flagellants a bit further down, which aren't obviously historically accurate, but then at the same time you have demi lancers and mounted crossbowmen and things like that that you wouldn't have got from Warhammer either. So you can sort of pick and choose the bits and pieces depending on the game you're playing. Mm -hmm. Uh, Obviously, if you're playing Ninth Age, it's a bit more focused towards that so a lot of these options uh, are available there uh, but the they've been i was going to say they've been going great guns the initial army uh, is is very solid already and they've already funded so it's now a case of heading on yeah. to the stretch goals so this whole this whole bit is all as standard before yeah. we even started unlocking stuff yeah so and i think it, it's a wow. sensible way of doing it because you don't want to go here's an army and then only reach a quarter of it unlocked then that does nobody any good so having a solid basis to build on yeah uh, is definitely the way to go and from there they've added additional pieces that then change wow. up what you've got so you can have the heavy arquebusters or the uh the knights of mort not oh knights God. of moor although that's what they are so you can change mm-hmm. how your um your actual oh. knights look on the battlefield. oh give them skull helms yeah, oh, I so, love that! So, for followers of the old Death God on any world in particular. Oh yeah, skulls. Um, Everything's better with skulls. You know, right? <laughs> Everything is, as you say, better with skulls. Discuss mm-hmm. um, the ogre Lanchneck as well mm-hmm. uh, is particularly nice set, so you can have you know your ogre mercenaries joining in your forces and still having that coherent theme as well within them. Mm-hmm. And there's an awful lot of stuff that they have <gasps> to come. So the likes of the demigriffs. Um so that'd be an larger... on the... Oh it's not an undead. It's a, literally a what is a demigriff? it's like a Dem- lion? It, it's it's a so you take your Christian. griffin but take the wings off it. So it's just Aha. a high body with an eagle head in front. Yeah. Uh but bigger than a horse. Um more ogres armed and ready for action and then some of the bigger things so volley gun so when you you know when one barrel isn't enough bring nine to the battle um (laughs) or the modular shooting platform with stackable floors which i think is hilarious uh so I mean, anybody who's seen the old Empire War Wagon, where it was just a tower being pulled round by a pair of horses, and then the guys in the back had all manner <laughs> of weird weaponry—from man-catching claws to huge maces to long rifles and blunderbuss. Uh, so it's it's nice to see one of those getting a chance to roll about once more. And I mean... then we get into oh, sorry.
2: No, 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 I was going to say, it's just blowing my mind that you get 63 miniatures without the stretch goals for $30. Mm. You really get a lot for your money's worth, there.
0: so these are STL files, Yeah, but that's still really good value. Still
2: amazing. Them. Oh, yeah, yeah, I
1: mean, you know, it's no one-goal piece, but it's not far off it. No. Um, Artonian Dwarves. Well, this is it. They, they have already funded these or had them on their site previously. These are the, the Peculiar Companions. So they've, they've got uh, six, I think different races um Mm -hmm. so Bretonian dwarves uh spaniard themed humans some west african orcs and uh the the anglo-irish slash scottish elves are a particular favorite of mine so these are already available you can buy them from the website but you can get them as part of your pledge here, if you want to uh, help push through a few stretch goals rather than buy it on their website, get it in here, push their funding a bit further Mm -hmm. and and get a a few pound off to boot. Uh, And it it really is fantastic because you have these very themed armies and it feels Mm -hmm. like with the the Holy Roman Empire and the Spanish humans having orc or goblin armies here that are themed to another historical uh, area, yeah, you know, right. Rather than just having them being robe wearing savages, you know, you, you make them you make them a bit more interesting. Yeah, that's a nice set of goblins. Oh, they're they're terrific. I mean the the shield and the um I suppose the the sword design on the orc as well is is particularly good because I think those are the ones that would be highly decorated in sort of red, white and black paint Beautiful. schemes and, and yeah. stuff like that. They're really really fascinating sort of north
2: Buffalo mounts. Nice. Hold
1: well on, Lloyd. I want to see the, the Anglo Irish. There we are there with the gallo glass. Um, so, gallo glass elves. So, having instead of your uh, 200 swordmasters wearing their, mm-hmm. their uh, long sort of robes, you have these historically accurate gallo glass with claymores who just happen to be elves sticking the head in people or, you know, elk riding lancers. Awesome. Um, and then we've got the, uh, the, the filth. The current light infantry. What can we give them? Sticks. Some of <laughs> them might have swords. Just throw them in front of everybody else and let them die. But again, it's it has this very thematic feel. Then that you know, <laughs> like like we seen with Flintlock earlier, where you have a world and the world has you know, you've you've got the humans occupying the Holy Roman Empire sort of part, but then you've also got the elves who have been pushed sort of to the fringes of, of sort of North Europe and, and have that Celtic feel behind them, or you have the, uh, you're looking at there, the Mongol Mongols. elves. Yeah, Mongols, the Mongol yeah. elves. So, you know, instead, instead of having your high elves and your wood elves you can have you know scots elves and mongol elves and again Mm -hmm. they they, thematically they feel right they they look like uh, (laughs) if you if you have to pick a a race of elves
2: are you thinking the same thing i am very well yeah 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 yeah.
1: (laughs) i'm I'm not even looking at him (laughs) I'm just going to. That. <laughs> so it it, it is a mighty so weapon, glad. and you would not like it discharging its own direction. <laughs> so, yeah, so you've, you've Put got, that thing oh, away. Got, <laughs> you've got all of these bits and pieces coming together to make really unique armies and fully oh, fleshed you. out armies as well. Um in fact he does he, There he is
2: without his cannon.
1: Yeah. He just doesn't yeah. have any flesh, it's just musculature. Yeah. Um so yeah, both throws and swivel guns and organ guns go. It's, it's so. But the organ gun was impressive, I've got <laughs> it's, <way> <laughs> it's a uh, a superb <laughs> set of figures. I'm gonna move on. Um, <laughs> and to finish off, no, no, just ignore him. We can put him on yet. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> There is a range of terrain to go with it as well, so you have that Tudor-esque style of building, which is again is perfect. So if you are just planning on using these as as the actual historically accurate um, Holy Roman Empire, you can do that. You can get your terrain and all the rest. If you want to fantasy it up, you can obviously go there as well. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's a, a comprehensive campaign that, that sort of covers all. Of it's sundry. a big old Kickstarter. Yes, yeah, it is. It, very much so. Very much so. The I think the um the the buildings in particular uh, are are really fascinating because you've got some intricate and unusual designs in there. Later on, you'll see the bathhouse, which is like a, a hexagonal or an octagonal building, and you've got these corner pieces, so you can build up a whole city or village uh to play out your games in or through. Uh, and they look absolutely super. Yeah.
4: There
1: you go. There's your bathhouse. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you don't see one like that on the tabletop very often, do you? No, no. you don't. No. So, there we go. Yeah.
0: Right. So 16 days left on that one, guys. If you're, <laughs> if you're into your 3d printing and uh, that's <laughs> definitely yeah. one to jump into, um, right. One more, one more to round us out for this Friday night. What is it? So
1: lastly, we have Ouroboros coils of the serpent mm. and this is a new D&D campaign setting by Chris metzen so if anybody has ever looked near blizzard uh, entertainment at any point for world of warcraft or world of starcraft then they probably know chris matson even if you started playing after chris left chris has been immortalized by the medium of a reindeer that appears every winterville um, he was responsible for the sort of the storyline throughout the the biggest uh growth of blizzard and, and of the world of warcraft right. and he was responsible for these really intricate fascinating world building and stories that developed him and his friend michael martin from uh, blizzard as well have a game club called war chief games wow. and they decided that they wanted to get into uh, actually producing tabletop games instead right. of just playing them all the time and this has resulted in Ouroboros, The Coils of the Serpent, which is a world that first started in the 80s when Chris made up his own world to run his own D&D campaigns with his friends. And this is the background he wrote, wow. and they've gone in and expanded on it, <laughs> generated the whole world around it. Um, so you've got this, this land uh, where you have an actual world serpent that exists it's it's there it's part and parcel of the the land you have lobrand which is the the big map you've seen which is the the sort of the world that the players will inhabit and play out around and he's added uh five races and four new subclasses to d and d make it very much his own so you've got like the malal uh shifters. you've got the Estad um aquatic people um all of this has built up to get to give it a very unique setting and a new fantasy setting. So it's going to be, uh, totally unknown to anybody. It's not like things like, uh, Dragon Greyhawk, where these settings <laughs> have existed for years. If you didn't play, with chris in the 80s and 90s then this is entirely fresh and new Mm -hmm. and this this whole world is there and this hopefully will be the the beginning of something much bigger but you have the trade cities that exist within the world that people travel between and uh, on on top of the the magic and spells that you would expect to see in a dungeons and dragons game there is the mark of the serpent so these are sigils that are or sigils that are tattooed on people That allowed them to tap into the power of the world serpent and do mighty feats you want to level a mountain level that mountain you want to heal a village of plague kill them all go nuts you are all powerful you you are heroes you're not going to be sent to kill rats in your first mission in a Mm -hmm. you know in a basement of a pub you are out there doing mighty deeds however drawing on the power of the world serpent also comes with consequences and can be a bit disastrous. So the, there's this sort of dark undertone behind it as well. That the the more power you get, the more power corrupts. Mm. Uh, so the the whole plan is to bring this world to life and to bring the books to life. And they've actually got uh, a novelist to novelize the original campaign that Chris played wow. with his friends. So all of the notes and stuff that they that they took during the eighties and nineties when they were playing the game has all been turned into a background novel. So you can actually read how it all began and that's going to be part of the, the lore of law. Unbelievable. It's, it's a superb um, sort of start for a, a, a new company. I say new, that while the company is new, the people behind it are steeped in mm. a lot of gaming and world mm-hmm. building across multiple genres mostly digital um but they they're bringing all of that back to the tabletop um and then as you see there are also models for people who want to play D wrong um but you could use them <laughs> in other things because uh, you've got these i i think they said there's uh 40 new Um, monsters and things like that, that have been added to the actual background. So the world itself is not just a, you've got D&D, here's a world. It's here is a world that you play with D&D. It has its own races, its civilizations, its stories. You're not just going to walk into kobolds and bugbears because that is what every game has. There are unique elements to this. And I think that's what's going to really help flesh it out and make it uh, a a proposition for a lot of D&D players to get involved with.
3: I think the art's making this like as I scroll along through all of this I've been enjoying pretty much every bit of art we see because yeah. coming from the video games background yeah. you might start thinking oh we're going to get that weird video game art stuff that we got like a hero mm. quest 2.0 or whatever it is but no they, no.
1: they haven't gone that route which is no. great. They have, and it's not—it's not just one or two artists. They've got about twelve artists on board. Uh, right. A couple of the names I recognised were people like Mark Gibbons. I have his autograph from his GW days, and um, mm-hmm. uh, oh, there's another GW, uh, Gabor. I can't remember Gabor's surname. Gabor. Jaja. No, but similar. <laughs> but yeah, there's a, there's like twelve artists on board illustrating various parts be it the, the the world itself or the various um races and the like so it's it's it has its own feel and flavor throughout uh, but it's all beautifully put together i mean this i can see this being well received by even people who don't play it for fifth ed because I, I don't particularly care about fifth edition um or mm-hmm. dnd as a system um i like my systems to be a bit more crunchy. But I do look for interesting source books yeah. pertaining to it because you can always put your own rules to it. But the background and the stories and the maps and all that, yeah. that can be drawn into any system that you want to use. So this, this campaign uh, world is, is, I think, going to be absolutely phenomenal. And the, uh, the trade cities themselves in law Brand are, uh, I, th- I think he said they're offensively lawful good. When, you know, sometimes when they they take law a bit too far and, and, you know, start straying into the almost um, uh, over the top, overzealous sort of nature, uh, Mm -hmm. you've got that going on. So, So just because there are cities out there full of good guys doesn't mean the good guys are always good guys.
3: Well funded. Look, it's going up. Yeah. As watching this. killing yeah. yeah, <laughs> it, and they've got uh, a month to go practically. Wow! Yeah,
0: yeah, when you're watching this, 28 days to go, guys. Um, so definitely, um, uh, get in on that one. I'm certainly going to be having a closer look at that. Yeah, right. That wraps us up for this week, guys. Remember, on Sunday you can come over and join us for XLBS um, our behind the scenes show, which is exclusively for members of the cult of games. Oh yeah. Right. Big thanks to Free, to Jerry, to Lloydie. And most importantly, big thanks to you all at home. Have a great week of gaming. We'll see you soon. Go ahead and check out our other content on screen now. And while you're at it, why not hit subscribe? And remember to ding or dong. Go on, you know you want to click it. Go
4: on.